Welcome to the Cup of Tea Time podcast with Stu and Louise. I've made the tea. Stu's bought the cakes. I'm ready for good old natter. Perfect. So how's your week been? How are we coping with isolation? I actually was just talking to a friend and it's actually really strange because one minute, well not even one minute, like, I'm fine. I'm actually okay. Mm-hmm. And I was explaining because since October, stopped working in television um, and starting my um, teaching qualification and being like a teaching assistant through an agency, since October to now, I've had a few jobs. So I have been off at times and you've been away. So actually being here on my own um, is pretty normal. But yesterday I thought, well, I haven't turned on the news in a while because when this was all when it was all going down, um, we were watching the news quite a lot, making sure that we were at least watching the news at five pm or whatever. It was announcements every night, wasn't it? Yeah, so we haven't been doing that for a while. And I thought yesterday I'd turn on the news, and I was like, oh, actually, it's making me a bit upset because obviously the death rate and the death toll's going up, um, and I just turned it off. And then I decided that I wanted to do some colouring to take my mind off of it, but that didn't help either at the time. And I love colouring, so I had to stop doing that. And I can't remember what I did in the end. All the all the days seemed to blur into one. Um, and then I had a bit of a wake out yesterday, just for like an hour. Just didn't feel okay. But then we had a surprise quiz with our family, um, which we weren't meant to have, but we ended up having one, which was really nice. Um, and I was out with my funk. Then this morning, I yeah went on Facebook because they have like um, an update tab or whatever, um, just to keep you updated. And even when I was like looking on there, I was like, got really emotional. I didn't cry, but I, I think I could have. And I just feel like, I think all of a sudden now it's hit me that I am in for 12 weeks now, minimum. And, and I think, well, at first it was okay. I was okay with that. But now the realization of I've got no choice. It's different when you were away and I was like staying in and doing uni work and trying to save money, let's say. I had a choice if I wanted to go out and just take a mooch around the shops. Like I don't have that choice. That choice and that freedom has been taken away. Um, and I'm on day 13 now, which I think that's gone quite quickly actually. But I think now is a time that I might struggle a bit. Like I, for the past two days, been getting a bit emotional by looking at the news. Because for me, this is my reality inside all day, every day. So watching the news, whether it's positive or not, sometimes can be a bit like, oh, I'm not allowed out there. <laughs> um. But like I am, I am okay and I'm making sure that I'm filling my day with stuff to do. As you know, I'm very OCD with uh, making lists. <laughs> Love a good list. Love a list. The actual best present I ever got was from my mum, was um, a list book, like a notepad, but for lists, honestly, I was like buzzing. Anyway, I digress. Um, and making lists every day of just things that I want to achieve. So I put what time I want to wake up, what time I want to have breakfast, um, like a room to clean. I know it sounds really silly, but like- no, it's not quite... silly, if it's helping you cope, then it's not silly. We have um, 
a good fair few rooms in this house so I can do at least one or two a day and still feel like I'm achieving something and being able to watch telly, like give myself a little break, do some uni work today, do some washing. Um, so yeah, I think I've had a, a few wobbles over the past couple of days, but I actually feel positive about it. And yeah, just making sure that I'm doing those things, like making lists to do things each day so that I have a purpose each day rather than just waking up and monging on the sofa all day. Um, but yeah, so. But one thing I would say is like, when you mentioned like death tolls and stuff, um, I'm in like quite a few WhatsApp groups. And as soon as something like that, like, like a fact, or a study or like something that is posted on on social media about what's going on like i'll get shared in this whatsapp group it's full of telly people and there's always some really good people who can like help you make sense of what's being said yeah um so you might post something and they'll just help you rationalize that by like saying it's this it's that it's this it's that it's this it's not that do you know what i mean yeah and help you make sense of it is easy it is very easy to get carried away and get sucked into sort of negativity and negative sort of like the press and the, the posts and yeah. what other people are saying. And I think it's, you got to remember that the numbers that are going on now are the numbers that, that's the, the fallout from before we went into lockdown. We've only been in lockdown for not even two weeks. So a lot of these cases, a lot of these deaths have been going on for a month or longer. Do you know what I mean? So it's all, those numbers are only gonna, gonna come down. Do you know what I mean? So don't, I would say just don't get too caught up in, in the numbers. As with everything, because I think you can just get you can get very overwhelming and get very sort of you can panic yourself. If I read into it too much, I start I can feel myself like, oh shit, I'm getting a little bit scared, worrying for you, worrying for family and stuff. Because like I said, they're all they're all on the front line, they're all mm -hmm. key workers. Like, um, they're all in and amongst it. And if I think about it too much, I will I will start and I will I'll get upset as well. So I just try and like I say, not get caught up in the numbers and just focus on just staying healthy. Focus on doing the best I can to make sure that I'm safe and you're safe and my family's safe and I think the best thing to do, listen to what the government is saying, just stay in the house if you, and just be careful. Limit how many times you go out and where you go um, and just, yeah, be super, super careful. Yeah, I think keeping keep on going back to like being positive about it. Always like, like I said, I wanna wake up and feel like I have a purpose for a day. For you, making sure that you're healthy, doing everything that you can do so you're not bringing it back home and just making sure that you're turning a negative situation into a positive and whatever that means for you, do it. But also don't be afraid to talk about it if you are having an off day, if you are having a funny five minutes or um, reach out to a friend or family member or some community, whether that's like for you, sometimes it might be your WhatsApp groups from people from television or a family group or a friends group or um, giving yourself a bit of like relief by doing a quiz with your, your friends and family or do something that you enjoy doing. So if you enjoy baking, bake. If you enjoy colouring, do that. If you enjoy watching TV or if there's like a, a series that you want to watch, watch it. Like give yourself a bit of leeway for this time because it's, I think your mum made a really good point last night. She was saying, people are trying to rationalize everything, but actually this is like a global pandemic, but things are gonna be different and that's okay. Just find your new norm and be easier on yourself. Yeah, especially creatives. There's a lot of pressure to, to be creative. 
you know what I mean? And to learn something new and to, oh, everyone else is like, we started a podcast, do you know what I mean? Someone else has started a vlog, someone else has started a blog, someone else has done this and that and that and everyone's, and it can, it, you can, you can feed yourself, do you know what I mean? Starting to like, keep, just keep your head above water, trying to keep up with what everyone else is doing. But I think what you need to do is just do what's working for you and what's helping you make sense of this weird, weird situation that we're in. Because this is like no situation of our lifetime. Like I'm 30 this year, you're 29 this year, do you know what I mean? This is like nothing, and this is like nothing that's happened for a long, long time. So trying to make sense of it, you probably wind yourself up because there's no making sense of what is going on. Yeah. Do whatever it is that's making you sort of, like I said, make sense of all of this and just relax and try and stay sort of zen. <laughs> yeah, like don't pressure yourself. Like this, you've wanted to start a podcast for a long time mm. and there's always been like a, what am I gonna talk about? What is it gonna be about? Who do I do it with? And so this was like prime opportunity for us to start one. Um, and, but I think people, like you said, are, oh, well, I should be doing this and I should be doing that because so-and-so's doing this and so-and-so's doing that. But actually, if there is something that you want to do for a long time and it is something that you feel like you want to do in this time, do it, but don't put loads of pressure on yourself. Do it for fun. Mm-hmm. Do it for fun and to keep yourself positive rather than put pressure on yourself to make it great, to make it perfect. Because actually, this is like prime time to hone a skill that you already have or just relax. Some people don't ever relax. Some people's jobs are so fast paced and 24 seven and that's all they ever think about. That's all they ever do. Maybe this is a great time for people like that to take a step back and take a break. Not feel pressured by themselves, friends, family, work colleagues to do something new and constantly be better. Actually, sometimes being better is taking a step back and relaxing. Yeah. Taking time for yourself. Have a pamper day. Put a face mask on. Get a bath. You you hear so many people say, like, I can't wait for some time off. I can't wait for this and I can't wait for that. And and if people are in in a position where you are quite okay financially, take this time just to just look after yourself and just make sure that you're, you're okay. I read something really cool the other day um, where instead of singing happy birthday while you're washing your hands, mm-hmm. and I know you're a big fan of think things like this, um, do five things that you're grateful for while washing your hands. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. I think people should take that on every day, even after this. I think we're all guilty of not appreciating the little things, and I think after this pandemic and after all of this is over, I think a lot of people, I hope everyone, would be more grateful Um, and not take the little things for granted. So it doesn't even have to be something big. So you might be grateful for the bed that you sleep in, that it's warm, that you really love your covers. You might be grateful for the sun shining that day. Yes, you can't go out, but you can open a window or or sit at your back door and enjoy the sunshine. Or you might be really grateful that it's raining because then you feel like you have an excuse to curl up on the sofa and have a snuggly movie night. It can be a big thing like, I have shelter, I have a home or um, or grateful for my loved ones, or it could be little things like... I've got a cup of tea with two sugars in it. I've got a cup of tea with two sugars in it. <laughs> it yeah, it really could be as big or as little as you want it to be. Yeah. If it makes you feel good, then, then do it. So, update me on your week, because it's changed dramatically since we last did the podcast. I've got a job! <laughs> um, Woo! <laughs> so yeah, I've got a job. It's in a local care home. My sister works there as a carer, and when she heard that obviously telly wasn't being made and I was out of work and that I was looking for work, um, she spoke to the sort of the housekeeping side of the care home who desperately need people to help deliver meals to the elderly because 
they've shut in the, in the building that, that I'm in, they've closed all of the communal areas. So mm -hmm. there's no lounge, there's no bar, there's no um, laundry room for them to access, there's no restaurant. Everything, they're being told to stay in their flats, they can't come out, so everything has to go to them. So people have to go and collect their laundry, people have to deliver their meals. So I've gone in there and that's what I'm doing. And it's great, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's obviously temporary until things are back up and running with what I usually do, but for now, um, it feels very rewarding to be able to help those who need it. I'm now a key, I'm now a key worker, <laughs> so when you clap every, exactly, so when you clap every Thursday, um, I'm now included, which feels really, really good. And again, going back to sort of mental state and stuff, so doing something like this is has been really sort of, like I said, rewarding. It makes me feel really good. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I definitely feel I definitely feel good giving, giving a little bit something back. And it's definitely something that I'm happy to be doing for now. And yeah, it's nice just helping all people because they genuinely need the help. Because it can be really daunting going into a job that you know is only going to be temporary. Not necessarily daunting, but you'll be a little bit um, nervous. But I think the fact that your sister works there, it's nice to see a familiar face. And like you said, it's rewarding. It's really nice to hear. And I think you're, you are doing a fantastic job. So congratulations, well done. Thank you very much. Obviously the other side of, of working in care home <laughs> is every night. It's so basically, Stu's mum, kindly um, bought us some red bags that you bag your clothes up and that bag can go straight into the washing machine and not dissolve, but it splits open so that it, the, the contaminated clothes can be washed. So every night that Stu comes back in from work, I'm like, he, he messaged me or, or rings me and says, I'm on my way home. It takes him about 10 minutes. And then I make sure the front door's unlocked, the shower's on, a towel's ready, the, the bath mat's down by the shower, and the walkway from the front door to the shower is clear. So I'm not touching a single thing. <laughs> Stu then comes in the door and strips down. Literally bollock naked. <laughs> I've got to walk in the house, take all of my clothes off, bag it, so I'm not, and then not touch a single thing. So chuck all these clothes into the red bag, tie it, my, my engagement ring comes off, my watch, my glasses, my phone, keys, everything just gets dumped on the floor. And then I literally have to just get from the door to the shower without touching a single thing. If the next door neighbour could see me or could see <laughs> through the door, you'd just see my white little ass just running up the, running up the stairs. Um, and while she's in the shower, I get my Seflora with a, a clean cloth and spray everything. I spray his phone, his ring, his glasses, his bag, anything that he's put on the floor, it gets sprayed and cleaned. And the bag goes in the washing machine, the washing machine gets sprayed and cleaned, my hands get washed. And then he gets out of the shower, puts on a nice fresh pair of clothes, smells fantastic, and then we don't really sit near each other for the next two hours. <laughs> I think one thing I have got an appreciation for. What? From starting this job. Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> in no other situation would I ever say that, but genuinely, to be able to just slip in and slip off, it is literally perfect. And your Crocs have got like a, a fluffy lining. Yeah, they have. <laughs> and genuinely, like, fucking comfortable. Especially if you're on your feet all day. Honestly, like, next level. Gosh, they're so fucking comfortable. I mean, people will be looking at me like, what are those? But like... They are, they are so comfortable. At least they're black. Yeah. If they were like camo, then I'd be like, we need to get you some black Crocs. If Post Malone can bring out his own version of Crocs, 
Stewie can wear them. Okay. So, last week's challenge set by you mm -hmm. was to come up with five things to watch whilst in isolation. That's either like series or films. So yeah, it's basically five things for us to recommend people to be watching. Have you done any preparation? Yes. So have I. Okay. Shall we compare notes? Um, and also, as a quick side note, Stu has kindly brought home from the care home some chocolate... What are they? It's like a chocolate sponge cake with chocolate ice in the middle. So you take a cupcake, cut it in half, and then put chocolate ice in the middle, and then it's got a little bit of flake chocolate on the top. Well, they look fantastic. I'm gonna just eat the flake. Okay. Do you want a random fact about a flake? I would love a random fact about a flake. Do you know how they're made? No. I mean, this might be completely wrong. Basically, they would make their chocolate bars, mm -hmm. and what would happen is, obviously, all of the off, almost the off cuts, would, like, layer underneath, like the shavings. The shavings, yeah. So like it would fall off and it would create like layers, like a little layer, a thin layer, thin layer, thin yeah. layer, as it like sort of over, over spills. Mm -hmm. And then they looked at it and was like, this could be, look how flaky this is. And then became the flake bar. Let's not waste, let's, let's not... make it into a chocolate bar. Exactly. Hold on, Cadbury's. I do love Cadbury's chocolate, but yeah. But anyway, let's um, compare notes. Do you need your phone or do you need your brain? I have them all stored inside my head. Well, shock horror, I have a list. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to do, so this is our five things, the five things that we recommend you to be watching whilst in isolation. So Louise has got five and I've got five. So what's your first recommendation for people to be watching? I'm going to go old school. Okay. Friends. I mentioned it last week. It is a very, very good time passer buyer. Is there 10 series? Yes. So there's 10 series. Most people, I know there's some people that don't like Friends and I totally, well, I don't actually agree or understand, but I know there's some people that don't like Friends. But there's 10 series and it's just so easy watching. And no matter how many times I watch the same episodes, whether in, in sync, out of sync. In uh, sync? <laughs> Justin Timberlake? <laughs> no in order or not in order like it's so easy you know the characters you know what they're up to it's just good vibes good fun easy watching don't really have to concentrate but if you want to concentrate it's also great so friends so your first suggestion my first suggestion is i mean i don't really want to because loads of people probably already watched this this is what this is what i found the hardest with coming up with this list is do i say things that i absolutely love or do I try and suggest things that people might not have seen before? Mm. Bit of both. I've done a bit of both. So that being said, I think if you haven't already, you need to watch Stranger Things. And that awkward silence was Louise um, turning her nose up. Which I am determined, I am determined to get you to like Stranger Things. The characters in Stranger Things are amazing. The relationships and things that are built throughout the series is amazing. And if you like 80s, music, style, films, there's lots of nods, there's lots of odes to the 80s and it is fantastic. When Louise has finished chewing, we will get your second recommendation for people to be watching. So, 
My next one is absolutely fantastically made. I absolutely love it. And I would recommend this to anyone who hasn't seen it. Mrs. Maisel. So Mrs. Maisel is like set in the 50s about a female comedian and it is shot really well. It's like really funny, great characters. And there's two series and you like, I'm all about characters. Like I love like investing in the characters and I, and I couldn't wait for series two. So yeah, two series. I think there's a third one. Who knows? Potentially coming out at the end of the year, maybe later. Who knows? It's probably been paused. <laughs> the production's probably, probably been on shut postponed. down. Um, but yeah, so that's my second recommendation. And like me and you have watched Maisel, Mrs. Maisel together. It's on Amazon. Mm -hmm. We should probably be saying where it is actually, shouldn't we? So obviously, Friends and Stranger Things are both on Netflix. The marvelous Mrs. Maisel is on Amazon, and there's two series on there. And as Louise said, it is amazing. And from a if like a, a filmmaker's point of view, I mean, I'm not. From someone who loves filmmaking and that sort of thing, there is honestly some amazing shots in in this series. There's one particular shot at the start of one of the episodes where Midge, the main character, she's answering um, phone calls, but it's the old school switchboard, and mm -hmm. um, where she's pulling wires out and plugging it in, and she's across like, to, imagine two rows of people, and she's going across from one row to one row, and the camera's just moving as people move in and out, and it's incredible. Yeah. Like, it is, like you said, it is shot unbelievably well. The characters are amazing. It's funny. Um, it's quite sad at times as well. It's just got everything, hasn't it? And I think, like, some people might be put off by the title or what it's about, but actually just give it a go because it is really lighthearted, but there is, like, ups and downs. There is the sadness with the... the sadness with, like, happiness and hilarity and, like... It, it's just all-round good series. So that's my number two. So Louise's number two is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon. My number two, it's a documentary series called The Jinx. Mm -hmm. The official title is The Jinx, The, Li the Lives and Deaths of uh, Bob Durst. I need to say Fred Durst there, who's the lead singer of Limbiscus. <laughs> <laughs> so it's The Jinx, The Lives and Deaths of Bob Durst. Um, it is on, it's on Now TV, it's a HBO series. Um, I think it's on It's on Amazon, but you've got to pay for it. If you're a fan of like Making a Murderer or the podcast um, Serial or anything like that, and you like sort of a good crime story, it's only six episodes. Basically, Bob Durst got accused of, of murdering his his wife. Then he's accused again, then he's accused of murdering someone else. And then he's accused again of murdering someone else. And there's a film came out about it called All Good Things, starring Kirsten Dunst and Ryan Gosling. Mm -hmm. The guy who directed the film, got a phone call from Bob Durst himself saying, right. I've never given an interview to anybody that's asked. You seem to know me better than any reporter that's ever called me. Mm -hmm. I want you to interview me. And wow. he's like, holy shit, like what the fuck? And the end of the first episode is basically Bob Durst sitting down in the interview chair to be interviewed by director of All Good Things. And then the next five episodes is just everything unraveling from there. And that's all I'll say. But it is incredible. I mean, this is definitely a series I've watched like beginning to end a good four or five times now. And bear in mind, it's the same story. It's true, so it's not like you get anything new from it. But it's just, it's just so interesting. So yeah, go check it out. It's the, the Jinx: Lives and Deaths of Bob Durst. Give us a give us a tweet or whatever, and let us know or comment or whatever, and just let us know what you think of the series. Because like, mm -hmm. I was just like, fucking blown away. Speaking of murderers. Shit. My next one, number three for me, is Mindhunter. Okay. Which is available on Netflix. Mm -hmm. 
starring um, Jonathan Groff. Yeah. The original King George and Hamilton for those musical fans out there. Who is actually fantastic in Mindhunter. Without spoiling it, there's two main agents who end up interviewing murderers. What they try to do is get into their psyche about why are they happy about it? Are they sad about it? Do they have a motive? Do they do it randomly? There's something intriguing and mysterious about watching things like this. I know a lot of people who are really into like making a murderer, like you said, so watching the jinx because it's a true story, people get intrigued by. But this is like drama meets your intrigue. And I binged to watch this like there was no tomorrow. I mean, you watch this on a, when you were chaperoning on a job, right? And you hammered two series and like, no time at all. You know, you just like press on, on Netflix, it goes, watch the next episode, like that little tab at the bottom. Yep, fine. <laughs> yep, fine. Yep, fine. It's five hours later. Yep, fine. <laughs> well, I haven't watched it, so maybe that's something. Have you not? I haven't seen, I've not seen mine. Have you? <gasps> yes. We're gonna watch it. I think a lot of our series that I recommend is like very criminal based. Yeah, I'm into that. I think a lot of people that's very trendy, which is weird. Like murder is trendy. But a series I really enjoyed, and this is available on Netflix, is a series called Manhunt Unabomber. Yes. Yes. Manhunt Unabomber is the story of the Unabomber who infamously was bombing homes in America via mail. So randomly, he would send someone a letter bomb, essentially. And this is the story of the detective Jim Fitzgerald trying to find the Unabomber and how it all unravels. It's the true story. Obviously, it's been dramatized. Things have been added for, for effect and all of that. Um, but it is amazing. It's really interesting. The story is fantastic. And I hope that they continue this um, manhunt series and following different criminal stories similar to what they've done with american crime story and the way they've done oj versus the people and then gone on to who killed versace so i hope they do similar things trying to find different criminals mm -hmm. maybe maybe john dillinger one might be quite good um i don't know but it is great it is great so my number three is manhunt unabomber on netflix so my number four because mm -hmm. we've actually spoke a lot about series so my number four is a film what should i say series of films now i love if someone wants to ask me what my favorite movie was i'd actually really struggle but if someone asked me what my favorite cartoon movie was i would 100 percent say kung fu panda okay kung fu panda has three films and that's what i'm recommending your number four is Kung Fu Panda. Yes, my number four is Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's got action, love. Jack Black. Jack Black, Dustin Hoffman, Angelina Jolie, Lucy Liu. So many good voices. Fantastic cartoonage. Animation, you mean? Yep, that's what I meant, thank you. <laughs> Just one of those films that I loved when it came out. I think Two I'm... seconds, I'm just laughing at a fucking cartoonage. Who <laughs> like, the fuck says cartoonage? I thought you were just going to bypass that. <laughs> I was trying I just... to and then I'm just overwhelmed with cartoonage. Anyway, animation's great, yeah. Animation, animation is great. And it really reminds me of um, like bonding with me and my brother. My brother's 11 years younger than me. And I 
like if a cartoon film comes out, anything like Pixar or DreamWorks, um, I always like to go see it in the cinema because you and a child needs it, craves it. Um, so yeah, it also just reminds me of like just bonding with family and feel good. So if you've got kids, great. Watch Kung Fu Panda. There's three films. I just, I just love it. Great. The only thing that will make it better. Kung Fu Panda 4. Is if it was a musical. Imagine. Everybody wants Kung Fu fighting. Wah! Oh yeah. There is a bit of song in there and that song is in there, but like while they're fighting. So yeah, that's my number four, the Kung Fu Panda trilogy. I'm glad you've got some sort of relief in there because all oh, mine are very... Intense. Yeah, I love a good crime story. So my number four is the BBC series, which is now on Netflix. All five seasons are now on Netflix is Line of Duty. I have to give it a round of applause because it is outstanding. <laughs> I mean, I completely agree. I think it's incredible. I think it's incredibly written. It keeps you guessing the whole time. I think there's some moments in there where you're like, shit, like... There's bits you don't even expect. It just keeps you on the edge of your seat, literally, all the way through. I love it. It is very good. Very, very good. The first three series in particular are like, oh my God. You're just like, fucking yes. Do you know what I mean? And there's, I love the fact that it's, it is very British but doesn't feel sort of like the Shane Meadows sort of, this is England British. It feels very sort of like modern Britain. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which I really like. And you introduced it to me. And I I love, as a kid, I used to love watching The Bill. So when you introduced it to me, I was like, yeah, I'll give it a go. Probably one of the only things that I was really up for. And I binged it hard. And I know that your sister started watching it and she binged it hard. <laughs> it's just great. It's great. I agree. Perfect for the list. Perfect. Go watch it. Enjoy. Let us know what you think. My number five, my last recommendation is the Marvel Universe films. The Marvel Universal Cinematic Films. Also known as MCU. Obviously, I know it's more than one, but as obviously as we're doing like series as well, I think this is fine. And my Kung Fu Panda trilogy, also fine. I have previously watched a couple here and there. Hated Guardians of the Galaxy. Didn't like Spider-Man, never watched Hulk. Never watched Thor, watched a few of the Avengers. Mainly with me, because I would take you to the cinema. Also my brother, he liked like Captain America and stuff. And I was never really like that bothered about it. And I think we went to go see Endgame in the cinema and I was like, this is amazing. I was crying, laughing. I was like, oh my God, what the hell are they talking about though? <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing but what the fuck's going on and I'm like I'm invested because I've seen all of them so we decided that when Stu got back from his last job in South Africa that we would watch them all in order that they're set in so not order of release date order that they're set in just, just quickly before you go into this is a long slog isn't it to get through them all but it's worth it it feels like a long slog at the beginning, and then you're in. Like, it feels very daunting, 23 films. The thing is, you get through the first couple, and then you, like, each character gets introduced, and then you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And now, when I was watching it, all of a sudden, Endgame was making more sense because they were picking up bits on the way. It's... But Hulk is the best character. You basically, the Hulk movie, I wouldn't say is your favourite. Your favourite character, character is Hulk. 
He's so fantastic. For one, Ed Norton is Hulk. I didn't enjoy it. Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Yeah. So yeah, some of the moments with Hulk, you were literally crying, laughing. Like, you just love Hulk. Hulk's my favourite. But yeah, it was very daunting. 23 films. But I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. It passes the time and you get so invested in the character, so invested in the mission. Well, you even like Spider-Man now. I did like Spider-Man. You didn't at first. I didn't. But now you do. Now I do. And he's just the loveliest character and you just want to hug him all the time. You do. So anyway, that's my number five, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So what's your number five? My number five, Shock Horror, is another sort of true to life story. And it's a series called The Looming Tower on Amazon Prime. I haven't seen this. It is a very, very good series. It is the the power struggle between the CIA and the FBI in the build-up to 9-11. Mm -hmm. So obviously the CIA get information, but they're not choosing to share it with the FBI. It's Jeff Daniels, who's the um, the head of the, the FBI, or head in the sort of interrogation from the FBI's point of view. Mm -hmm. Jeff Daniels is fucking great. He's great in this. And you've got Peter Skarsgård, who's the head of the CIA. And it's just, it's just absolutely fascinating. It begs some questions like, could it have been avoided? Mm -hmm. um, it's on Amazon. And they put it on BBC Two for a bit, so I don't know if it's an iPlayer, but it's definitely on Amazon. Absolutely go and watch this because... I've just realised you have no films on your list. I don't have any films on my list. And you love film. I absolutely love film. So, we've got... Friends, Mrs. Maisel, Mindhunter, Kung Fu Panda Trilogy, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, for me. Yeah, so my list is Stranger Things, The Jinx, Manhunt Unabomber, Line of Duty, and The Looming Tower. There's a theme in yours. <laughs> There's a Crime definite... and murder. Good luck. <laughs> um, so yeah, I hope that you find some inspiration and watch some of those. And if you do, let us know what you think. So as we come to an end on the podcast. So basically, Louise has been banging on all week that she has a segment for the podcast. And this is going to be her thing going forward. So I'm very intrigued. What is this thing? I just like at the end of our little chat to finish on something fun. Okay. So that's going to be my segments. It's going to be aimed at just having a bit of fun. Maybe getting to know us a bit more. So, I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. Okay? Yeah. What is my favourite colour? Oh, fuck. Are we going to split up? No. <laughs> <laughs> you do work in waves. Okay, what's my favourite colour right now? Probably green. Perfect. Well done. What makes me sad? Um, not seeing your nan. Oh, yeah, it does. She lives all the way down in Paul. And we haven't. To be fair, we said last week about you being here and your family being there, but I never actually established where they were. Just for people listening, we are based in the northeast, in County Durham, um, but Louise and her family are down in in Pool, down in Dorset. Here. Dorset, yeah. So it's hard for Louise being away from the family. So yeah. What do I do when you're not around? Knit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You started knitting though, right? Yeah, I have started knitting, but that's the first thing that you went to. Great. If I became famous, what would it be for? Singing and dancing on stage. Not singing. Definitely not singing. <laughs> um, it would probably be dancing, like West End or something. Um, what makes you proud of me? Ooh. That you've got a good heart. Aww. you got a really good heart. 
What is my favourite restaurant? Um. Oh, this is tough. It's either. Oh yeah, I'll give it. Okay, that... I've actually got two. Wagamama's or your sushi. Woo! Yes. Who is my favourite person? Your nan. <laughs> it's you and my nan. But your nan, come on. I can't compete with nan. Nan more. She hates that, but I love it. If I went to jail, what would it be for? <laughs> Probably. It'll be something like Robin Hood vibes. You'd be stealing from the rich to give to the poor or something. It wouldn't be for anything horrendous. Okay. What's my favourite snack? Biscuits. Love biscuits. Tea and biscuits is like your favourite thing. <sighs> yes. And they have to be. I mentioned Aldi last week. We'll probably think we're sponsored by Aldi. We're not. <laughs> um, but the milk chocolate digestives from Aldi are the best milk chocolate biscuits. They're better than McVitie's by far. They got. Thick, yeah, yeah. thick chocolate layers. Bear in mind, I got some from the court the other day. Shite. Anyway. The chocolate um, was terrible. What am I not good at? What are you not good at? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what you are definitely shit at? What am I shit at? Parking under pressure. Oh, true. We have had many an <laughs> argument and many of like moment. Where we used to live in a place called Erith, and so there's many a time where we'd be driving back from from the supermarket or whatever, and we'd find a space. It's the only space on the street, and Louise is pulled forward, ready to reverse park in reverse parallel park, and there's a car behind, and she's lost her fucking mind. Do you know what it was? It's because the road didn't just go straight. It was like got flatter, got thinner, or in other words, got wider, got narrower, and. There's cars on the other side, so you can't, you, your swinging circle or whatever you call it wasn't great. And if there's someone behind you, and especially if it's at night and they've got the lights on, they're blinding you. And then you've got Stu sat next to you being like, just do this, do that. I just need the focus. So at some point, she had to get out of the car and she had to park it for me because I was having none of it. Or she kicked me out of the car and then, or what happened one time was you just decided to speed off and leave the fucking <laughs> space. <laughs> and I'm just sat there like, I couldn't deal with the pressure. Anyway, <laughs> what's my favourite drink? Alcoholic or regular? Either. Cup of tea. Perfect. <laughs> so that was my segment. So that, how are we going to do this every week? I don't understand. You're just going to ask another series of questions? It's just, no, it's just going to be my segment for fun at the end. So there's just going to be different things every week? Different things. I mean, I'm looking forward to this very much. Okay. So I've had a really nice time. I've had a great time. I finished my cup of tea. Ages ago. Yeah, me too. Haven't touched the cake yet, though. I've eaten all of my cake. You're, gonna, you're not having mine. <laughs> all right, then. So that was cup of tea time. Episode two. Oh, fantastic. I'm actually really enjoying this. Yeah, me too. Like, it just feels really good. Like, I feel like, yeah, I just feel like, I feel like I'm being creative. I feel like I'm being positive. I feel like we're having a good chat. I feel like, I just feel fucking great. And actually, to be honest, we're not sure about what we're going to talk about or focus on next week, but it'll be a surprise. Yeah, we haven't got five things next week. We've literally just got, unless you've got five things right now that you would like us to, to talk about next week. No, I don't. Not on top of my head. Fine. Well, next week will just be another catch-up. We might have five things, we might not. And remember, guys, be confident, be cool, and be sexy. And wash your hands. We'll catch you next week. Take it easy. Bye.